Blog Talk Radio. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host for Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio out of Oklahoma. It is Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Thank you for being here with us tonight. A little unusual show tonight, but a very appropriate show tonight as well. And even a little bit more than about what originally um, my interest in the show being solely about uh, just because of additional information that is coming in. What will be shared tonight will be uh, to the best belief and knowledge, um, and you can do with it what you wish. And uh, know that we are here as an advocate, you know, as advocates, as activated advocates, uh, to be in truth, to share the truth. And, uh, and that's the best that we can do. Right now, we have, well, before I go much further, I have a feeling my mother in New Hampshire is listening in. So, hi, Mom. Mom, I'm waving to you right now, okay? <laughs> hi, Mom. Love you. Um, Mom, Mom still has a landline, and that's probably a really good thing to have right now, considering the censorship, and the potential blackout um, that could be coming. <clears throat> the censorship is already here. I think we know that. I think we we know that as citizens that, um, unfortunately, the truth is often not being let out there. The truth is sometimes the narrative, and the truth is also sometimes the truth. Imagine that. So, so, but we get to decide what that is. And the best way to make those decisions is to question everything and everybody, and that includes me. I'm not perfect. I do the best that I can hear. And I'm always ready to hear a correction or make an adjustment as needed and happy to do that. It feels good to make a correction because I would never want the wrong information to be out there. 
I am going to share things with you that I think that most of us know about right now and provide some options that will be available should we go into even further extreme censorship are aware this has been in some mainstream but in others it's not okay that um google and apple and twitter and facebook have been extremely selective with what they are allowing to be shared on certain platforms um, and or and actually not allowing them to be on and forgive me for those all those sounds uh, but I have to keep my volume up in order to hear other people when I'm talking with other people as well so I just have a lot of messages coming through um, so we know that I think everybody's willing to agree that a certain degree of censorship is going on. Just how much? I really don't know. But I only know what I see and feel. What I see is is being censored. I only know that what I know. You only know that what you know. So if you would like to um, challenge search engines, you might want to try something other than Google. There is a search engine. The name of that search engine is DuckDuckGo.com. Some refer to it as the dark web, but you will not be censored there. And by that, I mean information that most people don't want you to have will show up there where it wouldn't otherwise. And I'm saying most those that actually control the information flow in our country. And we know it's gone into the newspapers as well. You will see that they are very leaning. And mind you, this is not about politics. Let's get that clear from the very beginning. This is not about politics. What all of us advocates, I believe, have in common is the fact that we need the First Amendment rights. We deserve and need to have the ability to not be censored, and to be able to make decisions for ourselves, to be able to make decisions based, based on what we have deciphered to be the right decisions to make. You don't get that if you're being censored. You don't buy large mainstream. You don't get that if a private company, okay, or its own corporation like Facebook, like Google, like Twitter, you know, we're, we're, you're not getting that from them now. Why? Because they don't have, there's nothing that has been placed on them that refrains them 
from censoring. Okay, right now they have that right to censor. So despite what they're saying to us all when we watch them in these meetings, you know, where they've been subpoenaed or they voluntarily have shown up that they don't do this, they don't do that, they didn't mean to, and whatever is happening, we have corrected that, and, you know, we're not letting it happen anymore. Most of us, I mean, I can say that I've seen them lie to our very faces because it's just not true. That's my opinion. You can make your own. But when they say they do not censor or it is not their plan to censor, we understand inciting violence, censoring that, absolutely. We also are very well aware that in Google, you will find very easily child pornography. Now, why isn't that censored? You will find where you can go and be with a child. In the wrong way. Why isn't that censored? You will find so many things that should be censored but aren't censored. And why not? Isn't what I just brought up violence on the most innocent lies on earth? I think so. What do you think? <sighs> I'm going to uh, be taking calls. I'm also going to share some more resources as we go along throughout this show tonight. Again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. The archive to this show will be the same link where you tuned in Uh, tonight if you are on live stream. We're getting a lot of things that are hot off the press right now. Uh, It is believed that the Insurrection Act has been signed by our president. Again, not making this about politics. That's not what this show is about tonight. Okay, This show is about the health and well-being of those that are impacted by our government, okay? We like to talk about what's going right. We we have to talk about what's going wrong because we need to help be a part of educating because we all, we here at TS Radio Network and Lighthouse Christian Radio, this show and all of Marty's shows, are alternative media. And that's why it's become so important and so popular because you're going to see another side. And then you do the work. You know, I was thinking tonight, uh, not tonight, forgive me, I was thinking, and I'm going to share this with you tonight, that these lockdowns, whatever you think about them, whatever you believe about the virus or not, okay, these lockdowns 
put a lot of people out of work, didn't they? Well, what happens when people are sitting around at home, they're frustrated, they're locked in, they're out of work, they're PO'd, okay? They're PO'd. They start doing a little bit of work on their own. They start digging. They start learning a little bit more about different things. They might jump on alternative media as you are on right now. Thank you. God bless you for this. Thank you. Thank you for trusting us, these valuable shows to you. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. Marty Oakley, producer of TS Radio Network for this platform, for being so vital, so energized, and so engaged in such an important platform and through the Whistleblower Summit and introducing me to the summit and those that are there. So let's remember, again, these are your own decisions that you get to make or form your own opinions. It appears that the Insurrection Act was signed today and uh, that troops have been deployed in Washington, D.C. Now, I just started up uh, another page on Facebook, uh, but it is called Tanya Talks View, News, Views, News, and Interviews. And I'm going to be sharing more after this show on that page that will give you some of the information that I have scoured through that gives me a sense of urgency that it must be shared with you tonight. Okay? Before I take another step into this, I'd also like you to know, and I'm hoping that you're willing to write down these things. Okay, again, DuckDuckGo, that is one search engine that I'm aware of that is not going to be censored, okay? That is, it might be off your windows, but Google doesn't own it, right? DuckDuckGo.com. Remember, you can listen to this archive. This is an archive tomorrow if you don't have a pen and paper available. There is another site. I've signed up for for, uh, these other three going to play it out and see how it goes, where I belong, what seems to be working best for me personally and professionally in a manner that, you know, we've been sharing and I've been sharing on Facebook. There's a site called MeWe.com, M-E-W-E, MeWe.com. Uh, people are moving to that like crazy since uh, Facebook has come out and uh, censored like crazy even more to the degree that it is seemingly communistic. But that's not just Facebook. Companies 
that are actually trying to control our minds. They're trying to control the information that we hear so that the opinion that we form is the opinion that they want us to form. Why? Why would they do that? Why on earth would they do that? Well, one can only wonder why they're doing this. Again, as I said, this isn't about politics, and I'll prove it to you, because there's a bunch of what we call rhinos, Republicans, that are engaging in wanting to be a part of what has been referenced as the New World Order. Oh, she's crazy, she's crazy. There's a bunch of Democrats that feel the same way, too. Oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. But guess what? That's what China wants. That's what Russia wants. That's what many other countries want. They want to take us off that off the platform, off of that stature of us being the strongest country in the world. And it has been moving successfully. It's been moving successfully. Why? Well, started a lot smaller than what it is right now. It started, and I can't tell you everything, okay? But what I do know, I'll I'll just go here, what I do know, and what I think we all can reason to understand, is that when someone in leadership engages in something that is malfeasant, goodness gracious, that can be held over their head, can't it? Well, it is. It absolutely is. And then they become a part of their problem. And there are not enough that have had the guts to stand up and walk out. But we have had whistleblowers, God bless them, that are sometimes shamed. It depends on which quote-unquote side they're on. How about the side of our freedoms and our protections as guaranteed by our forefathers through our declarations of independence and all of our amendments? How about that as our side? That's where we are today, folks. That's where we are. And they had a business owner come in and recklessly and carelessly at times, give her jib- his jibber-jabber. But he is the only one, no matter how disgusting he can be in certain ways, but he is the only one that has literally challenged 
the swamp, because there is one, in decades. He's the only one that they couldn't manipulate into certain situations. They thought they had it down pat. They thought there was no way that he was going to win, and he did. And all hell broke loose. I will share some emails on this page. Tanya talks views, news, and interviews after the show. So you can see a lot of what has led me to today coming out and talking about this. The point being is that right now we are not fighting for a side. We are fighting for our freedoms. Tanya, you have a caller, area code 405. Okay, thank you. And who might this be? Thank you for calling. Hello. Do you want to talk? Hi. Sorry, I was muted. I didn't realize I was. <laughs> I was. I've been. I've been listening to you. Hey, Tanya, this is Dave. Hey, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Good, good. Thank you for calling in. I know I ask you to keep an eye and tune in and come on, talk because you're so valued. What are your thoughts so far on my long ramble? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're on point and I think that, you know, you're uh, one thing I really appreciate about, appreciate about everything you do say is that you try not to speak things that you've not confirmed. So that's why uh, I think you make statements like I, I, I'm not going to say or I can't say because you just, you know, you haven't verified information. But I, but from what I have been able to find and what you've said is 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 very concerning. You know, we we yeah. we live in a country. Uh, that is, it was founded off of. I mean, we we broke away from England because of this, and now it's coming all back to us in full circle. And um, you know, the the considerations that we have as people, uh, as as citizens, um, are are just dismissed. And um, you know, it it it's it's scary. Um, what the next four years is going to look like? It's scary what the next. 90 days is going to look like, to be honest with you, because, you know, there's all kinds of, of, of rumors that are going out there and, of course, nothing valid, validated yet. But the rumors that are going around uh, are unfortunately believable based upon the trend that we have been seeing, you know, the, the trends of them. You know, they've, they've always wanted to come after our guns. They've always wanted to come after our freedom of speech. They've always wanted to silence us. And it's it's coming closer as a step at a time and we've given in, we've caved and it's time. I think that we realize that uh, if we, if we continue to be silent and sit on our hands um, and say nothing, uh, then we're going to be overtaken. Thanks. Quite frankly, Dave, you know what I was thinking? I was actually thinking that um, something would be deployed on the um, on the day of inauguration. That's what I was thinking. 
but now I'm understanding that to be had to be today because of the fact that they are trying to remove President Trump from office tomorrow just about as fast as they can. And and I noticed that, you know, and again, this is meant to be what is meant to be. We're not supposed to just make assumptions. But I noticed that mainstream immediately, including Fox, blamed what happened at the White House on our president. Now, could he have been more delicate? Sure, he can always be more delicate. But he also was very late to the podium the day of his rally. Now, why was he late to the podium? It has been said by several sources, okay? And again, take this for what it is worth, friends out there, okay? It has been said that he arrived late to the podium, later than his normal late, okay, when he is late, because he was aware of there being infiltration into our capital, okay? At, so we have the black hats infiltration, such as anarchists, which you, you will not hear that. Anarchists dress as Trump supporters. But you will also have Trump supporters dressed as Trump supporters that did what they shouldn't have done Two, also had people that were there to gain possession of things like hard drives, which seemingly they did, the White Hats, which is why now, like just today, there was a letter that was shared by Linwood, a letter that Nancy Pelosi had written. I will put all this on Tanya Talks, views, news, and interviews right after the show, okay? That's my page, Tanya Talks, views, news, and interviews, okay? So there also, okay, I I don't want to get too carried away here. I want to go back to where I was. So he got the rally started later to keep his half a million or however many, a little under, maybe, maybe a little over, who knows, I've heard different things, supporters with him and not as a part of this infiltration into the Capitol. Okay? But this is all President Trump's fault. Why five people ultimately died? Be mad at President Trump if you want to, but you cannot call him a murderer. He never incited violence, I don't think. He has, and if if he did, please call me out, call me wrong. I'm totally okay with it, okay? Again, I haven't approved of everything he said and how he has said it. But what he has said is he will never give up. He will never give up for the freedoms of our country. And he tried his best safe that day. Yeah, and that brings up an interesting point, Tanya, that I didn't even think about until you had mentioned that. There has been um, 
uh, Canadian County Sheriff here in Oklahoma, Chris West, was at D.C., and he, his wife, for for uh, safety, approved of it, but she wanted him to keep it on the down low. Um, what? But he, in his, I'm sorry. What did he do? He wanted to. She 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 approved of him going to the Capitol for the for the rally, oh, the, but she what? didn't want oh, okay. him to make a public announcement for safety okay. reasons. Right. And so he did. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So he was at the rally, and he's now under attack um, because a lot of people claim that you know he was part of the the, uh, the 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 takeover of the Capitol, and he claimed he goes, I didn't see any of this violence. I was at you know wow. what you just spoke about liberty thing with you know with Trump. And so when you said that he could, that Trump was late to the podium because he was trying to keep people there away from that to kind of keep that separation, yeah. that kind of makes sense, and it puts that into a you know, a perspective because he's he's now essentially our sheriff here in in Canadian County has been kind of clumped into this category of guilty by association or guilty uh, before proven mm-hmm. innocent on, on something, and people have made a- these accusations. Second thing, and is it's I want not to kind just of, in Canadian County. No, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. And and you know, there was a lot of people. I mean, they had a, a legislator out of Virginia, I guess, that admitted, and they had video. You know, and yeah. He he resigned, um, you know. So, he had so, to, and he and you know how dare him, you know how absolutely. dare him be a part of that? Absolutely. How dare him? Yeah, um, and that but, was you a know, Republican there, legislator, correct? Uh, yes, absolutely, it was. Yeah, you know, and and you, you are correct. How dare him? Because that that is not what we stand for. We we have always been against the violence at all of these uh, Black Lives Matter movements, when these, these officers, you know, the, 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 the excessive force, you know, all of these other things we have been against. We, we, we have always, I have always, you have always, many uh, staunch uh, conservative Republicans support the freedom of assembly to peacefully protest, but we do not and will not and have never nor will ever condone any type of insurrection, any type of uh, violence, any type of, of uh, well, lawlessness. I support what is needed to keep our country free. Sure. That's what Absolutely. I support. Does that mean infiltrate our capital that way in, in, in the ways that it was where it was violent and uh, and sadly, five fell as a result of that. No, do I support mm-hmm. the infiltration and taking hard drives to prove, if it does, the massive corruption and 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 the plan in place to it's not about really taking Donald Trump down this is about you 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 everybody out there that's listening because he was something and is in the way of controlling just about everything that you can imagine being controlled by them to us. By them, I mean those that wish to control us, which includes mm-hmm. 
every party involved, okay, from mandatory vaccinations, putting a chip in us, to removing all firearms, starting with the assault weapons first, using these drones with high-powered, you know, so they can see. Okay. Right. Which is determining which how is. much I'm a vegetarian, so I don't care about meat, but I do make it. I mean, my son's, you know, I fed, I'm, you know, for my son, but to determine how much meat you eat, to determine the energy that you use, to determine whether you can or cannot go to church, to determine mm-hmm. whether the word God is ever used again. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what this these is. are all things. Yeah. You, you, you know, there's, there's been, Rulings with the Supreme Court. I remember going through these when the, in the police academy that talked about airspace and, you know, for example, a helicopter flying over a property and finding marijuana. They say because it's viewable from, from the ground, but you couldn't do the same with a building because it's a closed and it, there's an expectation of privacy. So flying drones that can see through our house is a blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment. Blatant violation, and I don't know how. Uh, what justification anybody can say that that's legal? Um, you know, and again, going back to to the Trump impeachment, there's it, it's rumored that that you know if they can't if they aren't successful in getting him, uh, you know, in the before the inauguration, that they're going to try and impeach him again within the first hundred days of Biden's office. Again, this is rumored, but I I, I find that to me. Isn't that double jeopardy? Because he's already had an impeachment trial and he was acquitted of that. He was they they didn't proceed. He was he was well he was impeached, but he wasn't removed from office. Um, and it's all to try and keep him from uh, the inability to to run again. But we do this. We we violate the Constitution in order to make this happen. Because in my opinion. Uh, and I think it's pr- it can be proven through the Constitution. That's a double jeopardy. And so, I, I mean, it, it's amazing how we can twist the Constitution and twist the rights of the people in order for um, a group to take control. And right. we think that's okay. And so, and, and even going back onto what you said, you support what's necessary. And I would agree. I, I, I'm glad you clarified that because there's a time where where the peaceful protest may uh, would be justified in in terms of violence, in, in terms of if someone was coming after me illegally trying to, I'm not going to voluntarily give my guns over to anybody, right. you know, and that could turn very violent uh, on right. on those that choose to, to you know, um, I'm not going to initiate the violence, but I'm not going to sit back and say nope. You're not going to – I'm not just right. freely going to give it to you. Run my life. Please, run right. my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, when did any of us ever see during one of our president's speeches him have a bulletproof shield in front of him? When did we see that? You know, I saw it on TV that fateful day. 
he has always been relied he has always relied upon secret service other snipers that might be on top of the building you know the good guys but this is d-day coming right this is pretty much d-day coming and uh and again he's been able to rely on it but right now our president is believed to be not in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's said he's in Texas, but maybe that's what they want people to believe, that he's in Texas, okay? Um, but the word is that's where he is now. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, I will be sharing. And stay with us, please. Stay with us. I will be sharing with anybody who wants to go to that page I told you about, and I'll tell it you again. I just don't want to overdo telling you, okay? (laughs) Um, Let me see. I'm looking for a letter right now. Here we go. I'll be sharing this one with you. This letter was apparently posted by Linwood today. Now, the letter is dated August 20. 7th, 2020, it's got the Speaker of the House seal, Nancy Pelosi, on it. And the letter is to Mr. Ted Wheeler, 1221 Southwest 4th Avenue, number 340, Portland, Oregon, 97204. Dear Mr. Wheeler, I have seen your response to the riots in your city, and I'm urging you to stick to the proven Stick to the Proven Democrats playbook. I would like you to review this. I'd like to review this with you now. One, deny there is a problem. And in parentheses it says, press support, press will support this. Two, refer to everything as peaceful and calm. In parentheses, press will support Press will help here also. Three, when all hell breaks loose, go on camera and show your support for anybody breaking the law. In parentheses, it says, press will praise you for this. You will be a new hero. Trust me. And then it says, in parentheses again, I cannot overemphasize number four, which, by the way, is, when you can no longer keep, oh, oh okay, Forget, uh, forgive me, I passed over number four. All right. Uh, okay, so number four was when you can no longer keep any order, in uppercase, blame Trump. And it says in parentheses under that, I cannot overemphasize number four. This has worked every time we have used it. And again, the press has told me, that they will support and fact check any claim that we make. This is, in the uppercase again, this is political gold. Number five, go on television and condemn Trump, in uppercase, and refuse any assistance. We cannot, in uppercase, give Trump, uppercase, any victory before the election. 
best wishes, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Uh, you know, you know, you just want to make sure that you're not putting stuff that's been manufactured out there. You know, so I looked up her signatures. <laughs> I'll share that too on that page. Tanya talks views, news, and interviews. Um, so this is something that one of the white hats, the good infiltrators, was able to achieve. And this is just seemingly a snippet of what is found, what's been found. And also what has been found is uh, emails between a few individuals, including Mike Pence and Paul Ryan, that date back to 2015 or 16. I'll be sharing I'll be sharing this link, but it's important that you open up the link and that there is a section that says emails, okay, uh, that will show uh, the treasonous acts by my Pence. Oh, my gosh, it kills me to say that. Paul Ryan, yeah, I kind of figured. Uh, between Mike Pence and, um, and Paul Ryan. So this is a coup that is not about one political entity. These are people that have been sucked in or voluntarily placed themselves in these powers of leadership, positions of powership, leadership and power. <laughs> oh, nerve-wracking, isn't it? And or been bribed because they, you've heard this before, mostly on Fox, I admit, okay, all right, hey, I'm watching a lot more than Fox. I watch what CNN says, I watch what NBC says, MSNBC, and I'm paying attention to Newsmax and OAN as well, as should all of us, okay? Uh, but where was I? Um, yeah, so the honeypot, the honeypot. There are a lot that have fallen for the honeypot. And what does that mean? That means they're open to a bribery. And this did not happen overnight, people. Look, we've talked a lot about court corruption, wrongful convictions. Why do you think all of this stuff is, happened, is happening, has happened, and only seems to be getting worse? Why do you think that? It trickles down from the top down. If the overseers are turning away because they've engaged themselves, this is going to happen. And it's time for it to stop across our nation, which means the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and anywhere in between where anybody is engaged. You still here, Dave? I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I put myself on mute and I can't get back to it quick enough. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, oh, so I'm getting some comments. I agree with you. Uh, it's happening because the swamp is fighting back. Another comment is 
this really isn't about politics. You're right. It's about saving our country. I'm glad I'm hopefully getting my point across. Yeah. So I know I was long-winded. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I I don't, you know, it, it's all so surreal, I guess, in a lot of ways, just being able to take it all in, thinking that this would never happen, you know, that believing, you know, that, that uh, we would never see this in America. And so I, I guess I, as probably, as well as many other people, are probably in this situation of, of still trying to uh, come to grips with it and trying to uh, understand it all. But yeah, yeah it, it really isn't a political issue. It's, it's really about, uh, it's about control. And um, so, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've always supported President Trump and you said this earlier, I think, you know, the biggest, my biggest critic, uh, criticism of Trump is he doesn't, uh, He doesn't present things always in the best manner, and I don't and want. We, I don't want. To, I've never wanted a president that sugarcoated anything. That's one of the things I like about him. But in the same regard, um, it's awesome. There's certainly much better approaches. Right. <laughs> um, it, regardless of that, I don't think it would have mattered if he, if 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 uh, President Trump was the best speechwriter. I don't think it would have mattered if he was the had the best sweetest tone in the world. Um, it wouldn't have mattered. They just use those as, uh, you know, extras in their ammunition. Yeah. Bullets. Um, but it's not, those aren't the reasons. Uh, and it wouldn't have mattered this day. Unfortunately would have still happened, uh, irregardless of, of, uh, how Trump presented in, in, in Trump's mouth, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's 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 uh it's scary what we're what we're fixing to face and and uh you know that letter that you just read um it, it, oh, there's it so proves. much more oh <laughs> I believe it <laughs> oh my gosh I mean I've been so thick and deep in this but again I I, I mean again that this is only me I'm going to provide some resources that is just a snippet of what I have been into for the last four years, really, um, trying to figure this out. But everybody else needs to do this on their own, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Um, if somebody asked me, please explain to the world or to the listeners what the Insurre- Insurrection Act is. Let me explain. That's a great question, and I apologize. I really should have done that. Okay, so the Insurrection Act of 1807 is a United States federal law that empowers the President of the United States to deploy U.S. military and federalize National Guard troops within the United States in particular circumstances such as to suppress civil disorder, insurrection, or rebellion. So I would venture to say that uh, 
I mean, has there been civil disorder? Just think about just think about the civil disorder that was happening during the summer on our streets when a man was heinously murdered. I don't care what his background was. I don't care about what his background was. He still shouldn't have died that day. His name is George Floyd. Okay? He was murdered by reckless acts of the police. But that created an opportunity that was lunged upon to magnify and to over-exemplify racism. Is there racism? Yes, there is. Who has created more racism than anybody else in our country are the leaders that want us to be divided. That's who has done it. That's, thank you, Kathy. Okay. Did you press one, Kathy? Um, That's who has done it. So I'm going to finish up with this Insurrection Act definition. Um, That is civil disorder. When people went out on the streets after that and somehow denied, what's his name, um, in Congress, I believe, that guy who said, uh, that's not happening, that's not true, that there were riots. Can you remember who that was? What's his name? He's kind of short. He wears glasses. He's an older man. Anyway, it was all over the TV, but was saying that. Um, where they were saying that, I mean, mainstream media for the most part was saying that these are peaceful protests, yet we all saw burning. We all saw lost lives were taking place far more than one man named George Floyd and far more, neither is right, than five people at the Capitol on that fateful day. This happened all summer. People's businesses were burned down. People were murdered. Innocent children caught in the crossfire. Black, white, green, red, I don't care. No child deserves to die this way. They deserve to live free. The Insurrection Act. Putting the power, Insurrection Act, and putting troops on America's streets. I'll just give another one more uh, definition of it. It's it's a legal basis. There's a legal basis for the president to do that in order to preserve the civility and freedom of our country. Now, BuzzFeed, just 46 minutes ago, said that D.C. is worried that the president will use the Insurrection Act. Well, they are a little bit behind because it seems to have been done earlier today. 
BuzzFeed, you're behind. That's good because President Trump, love him or hate him, thank God he has been many steps ahead that will save God so willing the freedoms and protections that we rightfully have fought for, men and women have fought and died for, and continue to. Kathy Campbell, stay with us, Dave. Kathy Campbell, are you there? Let me see if Marty can uh, unmute you, Kathy. So that is the insurrection. I'm going to see if I can reach Marty. I know she was not feeling good today. So I want to see if she is online with us here or, you know, at the board right now. No, she's, uh, I'll message her so she can see this if she can. Uh Um, I want everybody to feel free to message me if you can't get on the boards. Um, look me up, Tanya Hathaway. Tanya Hathaway, I'm on Facebook. It's public. Message me. All right. Uh, I'll let her know. Uh, hold on, sorry, I don't mean to have silence. Okay. Uh, let me see what we got here. Got a couple people trying to come on. Huh. Um, message me um, if you are, okay, so call 917-388. Four five two zero, and press the number one nine one seven three eight eight four five two zero. Press the number one to come on. I I know Marty was at the hospital today, and she's really not feeling well, so she may have gone to lay down. Knowing that between Dave and me, we've got this all sorted out. So you better stay with me, Dave. But we ought, we will if you cannot jump on and talk directly. And I imagine Marty will see this soon. Um, then please, please message, please message. Okay. Uh, again, you can find me on Facebook. I'm still there, probably not for long, but uh, Tanya Hathaway. Oh, okay. Marty's there. She's trying to hook you guys up. Uh, okay. Uh, let me see. Hey, Tanya. Okay. Tanya, Tanya, can you hear me? Yeah, is this Richard? No, this is John Doe. You met uh, about a month ago on another blog talk radio show, and you asked me to get in touch with you. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Well, why don't don't you, John Doe, also message me, too, so you can stop being so doggone John (laughs) Doe-ish. Will you please message me as well? I'll never give your name. I promise. I don't. I don't do. Uh, I don't do electronic uh, requests on demand. Okay. No, I'm not. For security on demand. reasons. I'm not you on demand. Um, maybe you can. 
uh, speak with Marty, and she can give you my telephone number, you know, before we jump off tonight. Okay. Marty, is that okay with you? Sir, I'm going to give you my number because I don't want to lose touch with you, okay, because I I thought it was a, a great loss um, not being able to hear back from you. So I'm giving it out. It's 603-738-3462. 603-738-3462. I'm giving it out because that is how valuable um, I, 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 I know that you are and what you uh, brought to the table on that other show that night. Do you have a comment, sir? Uh, well, I definitely had some ideas. I didn't want to interrupt your show, but at the same time, I was thinking that another perspective that I would hope everybody would understand is a lot of these supposed terrorists, you know, these Trump people that everybody seems to want to label as domestic terrorists, they are legitimately legal United States citizens who possibly have tried every potential avenue of getting their redress of grievance, because if they've been contacting their congressmen and their senators and trying to tell them their grievances, and like most of us, I don't know how many of these uh, of your listeners actually contact their congressman and their senator or their governor or the Quite a few, actually. Quite a few. Yeah, so and they, see, I've this done, is very I've, relatable. I've co- I've tried to contact twenty some odd different times just within the last seven days or so over all this stuff with all of my congressmen and senators, and you end you either get a mailbox is full or like with Trump and Vice President Pence, theirs was tur- completely turned off, so you couldn't even leave a message if you wanted to, or you get a staffer or aide. They don't allow you to speak directly with your. Um, senator or congressman your representative so therefore when you tell them your grievance then it goes nowhere and then they continue to burden and encumber we the people with these rules laws processes procedures you know whatever statutes whatever it is about governing that infringes and abridges your pursuit of happiness and then by them denying you your redress for that they're committing extrinsic fraud and if these People are going through all these different mechanisms to try to get redress, and the Congress continues to keep uh, ignoring them, then Congress is committing destruction of private property. Not only extrinsic fraud, you know, denying you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, good faith negotiating, mutuality of agreement, freedom of contract, freedom of conscience, freedom of association, but they're also committing destruction of private property because you're property, the governing of you, that is your sole ownership private property. You own it. You have exclusive jurisdictional power and authority to determine the burdens and encumbrances of governing you. That's your private property. When they deny you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, mutuality of agreement, and all that kind of thing, and commit extrinsic fraud, they're also committing fraudulent misrepresentation. They've turned into bullies. Now they're extorting you from your valuable um, legal position or um, benefit or, or uh, property, because the you know the governing of you is your intellectual 
property. And so when they defraud you out of that by denying you your due process right, not only is it you know fraudulent misrepresentation, it's fraudulent conveyance because now they're conveying that benefit of value of your governing property into their own benefit, an undue influence, a conflict of interest. So they're going to bargain with your property for their position in government, therefore in breach of their fiduciary trust agency relationship with them managing and administrating your property to your benefit. And they're, so therefore their destruction of private property. And they do that all the time, but they never get taken up to you know court or put in jail over it. And they've mind manipulated, psychologically scammed every American into believing that once you vote, they get to go into office and burden and encumber you against your will without your consent, whether you like it or not. And most Americans are sheeple just going along with that, and they don't understand what I just explained to you. So, And the courts, many of the tr- lawyers and the judges and the you know, big wigs that are in these different um, agencies, they are colluding to defraud you and to continue destroying your private property. Does, does that make sense, or am I going past people? Because I'm really not no, about. No, I believe that. I believe that most of us that just heard that can relate very much to what you just shared. Why? Because we find ourselves as advocates, talk show hosts those that listen, those that become advocates, um, we find ourselves here normally for a reason, not because we're going to just decide one day, oh, let me be an advocate about, you know, against public corruption, you know, because you don't think that way if, if everything's going fairly smoothly in your life, right? Yes. So, yes, we have wrongful convictions where they are. We have over-sentencing where they are. We have probate courts that are saturated in judicial RICO where millions upon millions from the same people are being siphoned. I, I mean, we know about this stuff. We've seen it with our own very eyes, and we scratch our heads. How can this be happening? And those that don't get it and won't open up their minds and hearts to what's really going on, they won't get it unless or until it's happening to them. We'll see family courts where the most egregious things happen where it does. You will see DHHS. Stealing children from your home, giving them to an abusive, pedophile parent. So, yes, why is it happening? Because it has been allowed to happen at the very highest levels of our country and others. That's why. Do we want to be like others, or can we take our nation back? And Tanya... You know as well as many of the listeners, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And we know, you know, Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because we are taking our eye, well, 
we're all learning together as we go. And my concern is is that many of the people that were up there on Wednesday uh, at the Capitol were seeking redress. And, yes, there was probably some people, you know, infiltrated yeah. within the system that wanted to disrupt and make the system even worse. And they may have been even hired by the elitist, whether it be the Washington establishment elitist or the elitist robber barons who are – dangling the money and resources to um, collude with these people that work in Congress or at different levels. I mean, it's sometimes it ain't even the congressman. It's the staffers and the aides who answer the phones when you called your congressman. They're getting a special kickback to throw your particular grievance in the trash, and it's the congressmen don't even hear about it. But there's so much of this stuff, and how do we fight it? Well, first of all, we have – People like yourself and many other blog talk or whatever other kind of media companies that have these conversations for us to start learning how to educate each other because I'm still in this educational pursuit as well as anybody else. And we know in the Declaration of Independence, which I'm a limited government um, freedom fighter kind of person that stands on the Declaration of Independence, the very first paragraph, and the only, and mainly the reason I want people to hear what I'm saying is to equip you to say the same thing to these people when they confront you and try to deny you your rightful you know, status as a self-governing free person. So in the Declaration of Independence, the very first um, paragraph, it says your natural state, before, as the Declaration of Independence was being ratified, your natural state is that you assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle you. That means you're the exclusive jurisdictional authority and power over the governing of you. So therefore, if anybody else is burdening and cumbering you about governing, then they are making you a second-class citizen. They are not representing you unless you call representation like a pimp represents a prostitute. And see, that's a – I just don't buy that. And I'm, I'm just trying to give another perspective on how to speak to these people about your rightful place because you are equally significant, equally important, equally valuable valuable and equally worthy to self-determine your own burdens and encumbrances. That's why we have that First Amendment right of redress, because in 1770s, whenever the Declaration of Independence was coming together, and then by 1787, whenever the United States Constitution was ratified, during that time, they realized, hey, in order for my fellow citizens to be a you know, equitable, self-governing, free person, as our document, the Declaration of Independence, states that they should be, then they have to keep in communications with their congressmen, all their representatives, in order to make sure that their will gets mutually represented, enacted, codified, and ratified into all the laws. Otherwise, they are going to be a second-class citizen without equitable representation. So we're going to make sure that the First Amendment, you know, that First Amendment in the Bill of Rights, has a redress of grievance 
um, um, I don't know what the right word is to explain it. So that's why they wrote in that First Amendment, Congress shall make no law abridging the right of the people to petition the government for a redress of grievance because as an equitable, self-governing, free person, you have the same privileges and immunities as any other citizen, and that's documented under the Fourth Article 4, Section 2 of the United States Constitution, citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privilege or same privileges and immunities as of citizens of the several states. So right there, they're telling you, you have the same jurisdictional authority and power of governing as anybody else. There's no favorites. And to back up the no favorites position, you look at Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, where it says, well, let me just flip over and read it as opposed to try to tell you off the top of my head. It says, no title of nobility shall be granted by the United States. And also Article 1, Section 10, the first clause, no state shall grant any title of nobility. That's telling us right there there's no favoritism as well. So therefore, if you call in with a, trying to get redress for a grievance, and redress is just another word for remedy, but if you call in for your redress of grievance and they ignore you or deny you, then they're committing extrinsic fraud and denying you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, good faith negotiation. They're violating all of these um, article points that I just pointed out. They created a title of nobility by putting themselves in a position of being the overlord and you having to beg and get their approval in order to get your grievance remedied. And then, you know... Same thing with the um, Article 4, same privileges and immunities. They violate that. They violated mm-hmm. Amendment 1, your right of redress, because they're not supposed to even make a law that, um, you know, abridges your right to petition. Well, you could be but made whole. Well, redress. And, that's, and that's not even going into the Fifth Amendment and the, you know, due process rights, equal protection of law. Because they just definitely by doing that they took you out of having equal protection under the law, and that ain't even the Fourteenth Amendment. Even though those are also included in the Fourteenth Amendment. Can I ask you a question? Um, well, two two quick questions, and please, I want you to keep going because this is tremendous. This is why you know, my heart burned when I didn't hear when I couldn't you know reach back out to you and I didn't hear from you. So number one is, at first you had mentioned the last seven days you've been trying to get through. We're all aware that the last seven days have been fairly unusual, but we can all, many of us can uh, testify to the fact that it is uh, nearly impossible to get a live person anyways as a citizen um, and even a small group sometimes, okay? I've been able to get through to some people, you know, but... um, uh, that it's that whether it's in the last seven days or not, you know what I mean? We know that yeah. there's high tension. We know that there's extra high call volume. But is it fair enough to say that you probably wouldn't have that success anyways? Or you know, or what's your thought on that? Because I mean, I can say that from the many people that you know I hear from. And I tend to, you know, go forward as, you know, as who I am, you know, not not myself necessarily, but represent representing uh, through activated advocacy, um, you know, and validity, you know, as the other people are too. But look, I need an answer. 
from you. I need an answer. And but what? How do you do when when um, it's in the normal time frame and you're trying to reach out to your representatives? Are you getting that that uh, that pushed out letter, that blanket letter sent to you? I have. I have got my share of form letters as well, but I'm I'm in the same boat as you all trying to find an answer. Now, I was just mentioning that within the last seven days, I've already made 20-some-odd calls just to give you guys an idea of my right. activist effort to try to help us find resolution. But over the yeah. years, when, when I was much younger, I could have cared less about politics. It was only after tw- 2001 and 9-11 that I started questioning, well, what is the people that are working in my government doing in my name that's causing these people to want to come and blow up our Twin Towers? And then little by little, I started learning more. And when they came out with the Patriot Act and then the USA Freedom Act and all these other different, you know, the NDAA and all that, I started getting more suspicious. So I didn't really get – I was a low-information voter up until probably about 2005 or six. Then I started becoming mm-hmm. more of an informed voter. Now – More directly to your question, when I contact my congressmen and senators, I'm like most of all of you, I get an aide that answers or I get nobody to answer and I have to leave a message on a voicemail and sometimes the voicemail is full or like I said earlier, President Trump and Vice President Pence, they had theirs completely shut off. They weren't even accepting any messages whatsoever. So my Mm -hmm. frustration is the same in that. Now here's... my concern is I'm trying to figure out how to get enough like-minded people together that we can learn and understand how to hold our um, congressmen and senators and presidents in check responsibly. And I'm thinking, wonder if we can do a class action lawsuit selling um, alleging and convicting them on behalf of de- destruction of private property. Because that's exactly what they're doing when they deprive you of your equitable, self-governing, you know, free sta- or free person status as a self-governing free person in this country. They are they are destroying the legal effect of your valuable property called self-governing of you, and mm-hmm. they are fraud. They are they are committing fraudulent conveyance by making you think that you have no value after you vote for them and they get to burden and encumber you against your will because now they're trading on that power in order to ingratiate themselves, give themselves high-speed fast lanes to their pursuit of happiness, while you and I and all the rest of us have to jump through hoops and hurdles and all kinds of limits and denying and abridgments to even try to keep up with our pursuit of happiness. All these emollients, all these emollients. Well, and then all, I don't know about all the details of all those type of things. We've got to probably have some discussions on those. But part of the reason why I wanted to chime in is that if these people that went up to the Capitol Hill have done their due diligence and continued to reach, try to reach their congressmen in all these different avenues, sending emails and letters and contacting by phone and maybe even like I had to do, go up at a meeting they had and kind of try to stop them in the hallway as everybody was leaving because they were trying to go out of back room and I caught them. And they, if they still are ignoring you and denying you your rightful place in self-governing as an equitable, self-governing free person, making sure that your will is mutually represented, enacted, codified, and, and um, enacted, then 
you are being discriminated against and rendered a second-class citizen, a legislative slave. And so, therefore, can we get a class-action lawsuit, maybe, to hold them accountable for destruction of private property and extrinsic fraud and bullying and coercion and extortion and uh, duress and exploitation and undue influence and conflict of interest? Yeah, you one would believe. You know what? And that that has been that that's exactly right. I I one would wonder why we wouldn't be able to. Immunity was another um, question that I wanted to talk with you about. I understand immunity for those within the government when and. Only when they are doing what, you know, they are working with what they believe under the confines of their job descriptions and their, and their promises and protections uh, that are included in, in their government work, municipal, state, federal, town, city, whatever it is, that if an error is made, I understand immunity should be enacted for that and that only, okay? But once an error has been pointed out and they refuse to acknowledge that error, they refuse to make what's wrong right before it's too late, and hopefully it isn't. When they deny you the right to... A fair trial to transparency when they don't allow exculpatory evidence, when they don't allow new DNA, when they don't allow, uh, when they decide that uh, uh, somebody is not credible only because it's a decision that they want to decide, not because credibility has been proven. Dis- or un- incredibility has, <laughs> forgive me, if you're, that it's been proven that that person is not credible, when they truly infringe on you as a person, then that immunity is gone. Those layers of protections are gone. In Oklahoma, we, there's two people that have gone down in history. They're notorious, and they're both dead is Joyce Gilchrist, and who else, David, aren't, what's this person's name? The other one's name? In any the other, event, I'm sorry. In any event, there are people that will go down in history for putting people to death, for violating their rights, and they knew they were violating their rights because their self-interests were more important. And you know what? Some people are put to death by legal bullying, and people commit suicide, you know? Hmm. And, and so this is where there must be no immunities. There must not be the conflicts of interest. With the Bar Association, they're supposedly supposed to keep in check the lawyers, when they are actually, and I'm not saying this happens everywhere with everyone, don't get me wrong, but gosh darn it, it seems to be the exception to the rule when the right things happen. 
when the Bar Association protects the other members, when the Oversight Commission, uh, Judicial Committee protects the others, when the, the Supreme Court rules in favor of the lower court when there's no way, shape, or manner that they should be. Those are violations. Those are huge violations that destroy lives. And this is where those immunities do not belong. And it's not in our Constitution that they belong there either. So why is it that there are new laws, statutes, that there's new findings that are, you know, in a, uh, in a case, that suddenly, you know, a decision made in a case where it is unconstitutional, and yet that case becomes citable, and it's used to hurt other people because that's the decision that has been made in advance of every kind of due process that you are supposed to have. So suddenly the Constitution goes by the wayside and it's these new citations that take precedence, that make precedence, that are our perversion of our rights as we the people. And this is where many of us have learned the hard, hard way. You're fighting against them and you're using Various citations, you can never do it without citing the Constitution first. Yeah, and, and Tanya, I want to chime in for just a minute. I, and, and, and John, I, I, I'm enamored and hypnotized by what you've spoken because it just rings so true. Um, you know, I, listening to a lot of these protesters that have happened in the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of them have claimed they've gone to the point that they've gone to um, because – Keegan, I'm on the phone. Hold, hold on, Keegan. Because they have not been, they have not been listened to. Um, they've been ignored, and so I'll be in just a second. And because they have not, uh, they've been ignored. They have not been addressed, and so they've they've taken it to the level of violence, like I think John was alluding to, as well as they've gone to that next step because they claim that their voice isn't being heard. And Tanya, you're well aware. You're well aware that, that, you know, I started a a, a campaign that's, I don't know, uh, I started off writing one or two emails a month, and as I continued to be ignored, it progressed into one or two a week, and then it progressed into one or two a day, you know, um, to to our legislators trying to voice my grievances because – you 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 get to the point where you you become frustrated where you get ignored you you feel like uh, you you feel like you're nothing and you wonder what are these people doing in this office that we voted them in to do in this in in the cat in the you know the state capital of Oklahoma for example my house uh, there's a sign on the wall that says this is the people's house but yet it doesn't feel like it's my house it feels <laughs> like access to justice <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and you you get denied this and so. You know, all of my emails. In fact, I'm working on an email now addressing what Tanya, what you just said a minute ago about this rapid, um, uh, you know, where, where people turn to suicide because they get so bullied. And, and the question I have to ask, and that's the question I put in the, in my email, is who's responsible? Who's responsible for this? Who should be responsible when we bully someone so much to the point? And bullying is not just punching at somebody. Bullying can be ignoring somebody. 
to the point where they feel worthless and hopeless and 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 just by themselves, you know, fighting something. And that bullying comes in many forms. And so, who's responsible? And and we have to hold have to hold those that have bullied responsible for the actions of those that have unfortunately made the decision to uh, to end their lives. Mm-hmm. And in response to what Tanya was talking about earlier, you know, and also to quickly respond to what you were just sharing, Dave, the part of it is, in my humble opinion, and like everything I say, ladies and gentlemen, this is my opinion. I don't declare to be uh, considered any kind of legal specialist or anything like that. But I am a due diligence type of uh, long t- life learner, and I continue to look and try to figure out a way to be a blessing to all of my fellow Americans, no matter what side of the policy or party spectrum you fall on, because we all, if we're going to be legitimately legal United States citizens, then we have to get back to understanding what the Declaration of Independence was all about and why it was set up the way it was and that spirit, hope, and promise that was in the Declaration of Independence. How did they try to make it a letter to the law in the United States Constitution? But the main thing for me is many, many, many people, myself included as well as probably everybody listening to this show, have tried to contact their congressmen and their senators, all their representatives, sent letters and emails and all this stuff. And whenever we do it one at a time like that, they just or individually, they tend to ignore it. And part of the yes, problem you, is also that the educational system over the last hundred years has been co-opted by multinational corporations that want to change the politics in America because they would rather us operate. They want to change the history in America. Do what? They want to change our history. Well, not only do they want to change our history, they want to change our cultural. But boy, oh boy, I hope you use that number and you call me because I need to have you on again. I need to ask you actually to wrap it up in the next 30 seconds, but I hate to do that. I'd love to go on. But we need yeah. to ask you to wrap it up. And now I've got to close out. I have a couple more things I need to say. But we'll have you okay, on again, well, because, because they're beating us up individually, then I'm curious if we can come together in the form of class action suit to get the masses together to tell, let, educate these people of the true responsibility they have to each and all of us. Thank you for your time, and may you all be blessed. Um, not, uh, please, please, uh, did you take down that number? If not, you can you can get to this uh, archive and listen again, and my number is on there, because uh, we've been gathering affidavits. So I, I believe I do okay. have it. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you so very much. Um, okay, so, whew, got just about two and a half minutes, you guys. Please um, listen if you don't have pen and paper. Clout.com, clout.com, take that down, look it up, gab.com, that is another network. Again, we we got to stop using Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I'm integrating, I'm, I'm preparing myself to come off of these other places, uh, gab.com, uh, mewe.com, again, duckduckgo.com. Uh, the exception, okay, remember this, folks. It's essentially a legal act, the Insurrection Act, that unlocks the door to use 
federal military forces, whether through federalizing the National Guard or calling in Title X forces to settle civil unrest. And this is only when the state or other authorities are not doing their job. The exception to the Posse, the exception to the Posse Comitatus Act is uh, 1878, is, uh, it prohibits active duty troops from being deployed to the United States. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Okay, when has it been invoked? Oh, i got just a minute. It's rarely been invoked in the last 213 years, but in 1957, President Dwight D. Eisenhower called on the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Civil Division to safely escort nine black students into Little Rock, Central Arkansas. That's the civil right that a person has is to have an education. Uh, John F. Kennedy invoked the Insurrection Act in 1962 and 63 to send federal troops to Mississippi and Alabama to enforce civil rights laws. 67, President Lyndon B. Johnson sent the 82nd and 101st Airborne Divisions to Detroit when deadly riots broke out between police and residents again to invoke the law in 1968 in response to protests that sparked by the assassination of Martin Luther